Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Future of the Church is the Metaverse. My name is DJ Soto, one of the leaders at VR MMO Church. We are a church that exists entirely in the Metaverse. And we have an interesting episode today uh, with one of our leaders. But when they first came to their church, uh, they had a quite a different name that might have been startling to some. They named themselves the Future Queen of Hell. This is that episode. We'll be right back. I'ma get it how I wanna get it, you don't get it. I can do anything, I don't got a limit. I'ma make my mind up, I'm committed. It might take some time, might take a minute. I won't give up, I don't give in this shit. I do what I want when I wanna do it. Call it a power or call it a gift. I call it persistence, the driving some wind. Welcome back, everyone, to the future of the Church is the Metaverse. My name is DJ Soto. It's good to have you back for a new episode. This episode is entitled The Future Queen of Hell. We're going to talk to Alice from the England, from the UK, from Great Britain, whatever we call it. I'm sure she'll correct us on the proper uh, pronunciation. But uh, before we get into it, we want to welcome all of our co-hosts. We have Pastor Alina. What's up, Alina? How are you doing today? Hey, I'm fantastic. I'm so excited to get back to to doing this um yeah excited good day, about good day. Uh, talking to alice today in the future queen of hell so excited uh alice um yes i can't wait to hear hopefully something new i know you so well but also please surprise me i i want i want you hopefully to share something with all of us um something new what yeah, is, yeah. That? What is that gonna be and coldest from spain what's up coldest Hey, hey, not much. Uh, doing doing good. And uh, glad to be here as always. <laughs> Buenardo. 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 All right. And Alice, we're going to in- interview you in a second, but you're usually one of our co-hosts. We call you Alice, but we knew- were first introduced to you as the future queen of hell. Before we get into that, just want to say hello. How are you in the UK, Great Hi. Britain, England? How's it going? I'm just doing all right. It's raining today, which is the first time in a while. Yeah, usually I come in here it rains, but we've had a lot of sun. <laughs> what's the what's the weather like? Uh, or the temperature in England? Uh, seventeen degrees Celsius at the moment. Oh boy, someone do the math. Seventeen to Fahrenheit is is American something American. <laughs> something no, no, American. No, that, that is chilly. That is you chilly, right? Yeah, That's it's not warm. Is that yeah, warm? It's com- yeah, yeah, it's comfortable. It's not hot. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Alice, looking forward to interviewing you here in a second. Uh, But before we do that, a word from our sponsors. Struggling to manage your community's online presence? No worries. Digivangelism is ready to lend a hand to leaders of nonprofit and spiritual communities, empowering you to spread hope, healing, and light in the digital realm. They'll offer ministry consulting, website building, plus a brand new offering, the Digital Ministry Training Hub. You'll have access to exclusive workshops, platform walkthroughs, the entire digital communications review course, and a place to ask questions and get answers directly. Don't navigate this alone. Let Digivangelism guide you to maximizing your online impact. Visit digivangelism.org slash vrchurch to learn more. The pandemic has catapulted the church into a forward-thinking ministry. Ten years ago, churches were pondering whether they should have a YouTube page. Now, almost every church on the planet is live streaming via YouTube. The church is once again at the precipice of a new technological wave called blockchain. Blockchain is the underlying technology for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all other forms of digital currency. Millennials and Gen Z are adopting blockchain tech for everyday life, from investing, buying real estate, and even receiving payments for services. According to a report by Morning Consult, 57% of all crypto adopters are millennials and 13% are Gen Z. 
In light of these questions, ChurchBlock.io was created to provide answers. ChurchBlock is a customized solution for ministry leaders seeking answers and opportunities in this paradigm shift. Email info at churchblock.io for a free consultation or visit churchblock.io to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. And we're just going to dive right into today's episode. Uh, We have uh, Alice with us. Um, We want to talk to Alice about um, how she learned about VR Church and um, how she got integrated. She's one of our uh, organizers of Rec Room. We have a church in Rec Room, and she's a major uh, organizer for that experience. And we're looking forward to to chatting with Alice today. Uh, Before we chat with Alice, though, Alina, I'd like to talk to you about when you first met Alice, what did you think? Because... You know, everyone comes in with their avatars. They come in with their names, Jim, you know, Mary. And even if they do something like different, it's still within the realm of like, you know, let's say normality, something <laughs> recognizable. And then you see someone that's called the future queen of hell. Uh, do you remember seeing that for the first time or maybe not the first time, but just around the beginning of developing a relationship with the future queen of hell, who is known as Alice? Yes. Well, I can't remember. Um, well, definitely laughter, uh, not at you, but like, um, oh my gosh, how crazy, how, how, how crazy is this? How weird is this? Oh, future queen of hell. Um, not again, not in a at you way, but in a uh, fun way, actually. Um, and I, I think that I can't remember if I met you first or if I heard about you first. Um, my, uh, sister-in-law, Katie, uh, this is the first thing I remember about you was she said, oh, my gosh, I just met the coolest person last week, last Sunday, and her name is the future queen of hell. She loved you right off the bat. And that's really the first um what would you say, um, impression that I had of you. So before I even really met you, there was this impression that you were just the coolest, most awesome, kind, funny. Um, she just loved you. Um, and so then when I met you again, just the name is funny. I can't help it, but, um, most certainly didn't have any, like, Ooh, like some people could be, Oh, Oh, who is this future queen of, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. How trash, sacrilegious is this out. person to kick them out of the church? <laughs> yeah, you know. definitely not that. <laughs> um, so Alice, uh, so you're, you're today, you're volunteering with VR MMO Church. You're an organizer for Rec Room that helps us with our church in Rec Room. So that's today. Let's rewind the clock uh, back to the day when you first heard about or experienced or just tell us about those early days experiences and your thoughts about church. Why did you even come? Uh, what was your motivation? What did you think when you first attended? Let me hear from you um, about your experience. Well, I, I came along because I thought it'd be fun to, you know, troll in a little playful way around with people. Um, I wasn't, I didn't have a too good of a picture of Christianity in a way that I wasn't positive about it in terms of, you know, I'd had some negative experiences with other Christians. I was of some different beliefs that it was wrong. So I just wanted to mess with the people there, not in a harmful way, but <laughs> the case of... Like, yeah. So yeah. you came to... That's that's yeah. interesting. I, I did... Rem- I'd forgotten that. Now I'm reminded you came... Hey, I'm going to troll these people. I want to mess with them. And that's kind of your 
the motivation when you first came, which by the way, I've, I've have heard several times. I think Matthew uh, was one who was like, yeah, I'm coming to troll here um, and kind of changed his mind and ended up volunteering. And so, um, all right. So you're like, all right, let me go troll these people. I've had a negative experience with Christianity, Christians and with church. Uh, let's go in there. So what happened when you, when you came in? Or when I did come into the space, there were some people that were very judgmental towards me because of my name, obviously. Um, some people blocked me, you know, I'd got banned from some groups in alt space because this is where I first met you guys in alt space. But um, there was the flip side where there was about half of the people that were really nice and just talked to me. And that's where those relationships kind of started through actually just calming down and actually chatting to one another and taking each other as we were rather than through names or advertising. Imagine that, having a conversation mm. with somebody to get to know them before you judge them. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> Groundbreaking, right? Um, and I'm just being sarcastic uh, with to that um, comment. But um, yeah, all right. So you even in the metaverse, you were getting judged by Christians because your name was the future queen of hell. Uh, they were blocking you. Uh, they had, uh, I'm assuming they had an attitude against you. Um, no conversation with you though? No, like, no, just get no, to know some, this girl? Yeah, some just blocked me straight away, kind of expected. <laughs> yeah. That was the yeah. intention you were, like, when you yeah. say you went to troll, not in a harmful way. But this um, half of the church is really the the response that you were expecting and looking for. Yeah. Just like in your name, you were hoping to rile those judgmental christians up right um in the name itself was was an action of trolling um yeah yeah it's kind of and it kind of proved part of what i was thinking <laughs> part of my perception mm -hmm. i was there to prove myself right basically you're, you're like you came in and said this affirms yeah yeah that makes sense um but then also on the flip side like you said there was positive interactions were you surprised by that or did you expect that or what was your thoughts? Uh, I probably didn't expect it, but it was kind of nice. And then obviously because, you know, I don't have massively bad intentions. When they were kind to me, I wanted to help them like naturally um, in that way. And I don't know. Yeah, just some uh, yeah. some healthy trolling, just poking poking a little fun, I but, think you guys. Yeah, say, right? yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit of fun. Yeah. But, I get uh, it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, not like oh, I'm gonna go out and kill somebody kind of. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, and I get yeah. you know, and I get where the where the the sentiment is coming from, right? Because I think you know. I never went into into a church with the intention of trolling anyone, but I did went into churches, you know, having fun and not really taking it seriously at all. <laughs> so, so yeah, I completely understand. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that was your first experience with us. Was not to troll, but yeah. to like you were um, going to see animals at the zoo. That's funny. I like that. Going to see animals at the zoo. Um, yeah, and I think that to your point, Alice, about like 
you know, people didn't get to know you, didn't even have the conversation. I think it's a tragedy. I think it's in, indicative of the attitude of, of our state of the church, state of Christianity. Um, and it really shows that even in your first a- attendance, that you were displaying Christ, more of a Christ-like attitude than the Christians were. So, you know, that we could go down that that rabbit hole another time. But, um, I, yeah, when I got to know you, or at least started to get to know you, I, I wasn't bothered by the name because the, the spirit behind the name was one that was uh, gentle, uh, was funny, uh, was positive and encouraging. So whatever your name was, if you have that spirit, um, I think that that's such a positive impact. Conversely, you could have the biblical name and be a jerk. And, you know, so that's... Uh, the name didn't, I don't think, put me off. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just inter- interesting to see the various reactions you got. So you attended. All right, so we're coming to Troll. You came in. Some some of your uh, kind of like, uh, let's just say biases were confirmed. Hey, that this is the way it is. People were judgmental. You got the other hand where people weren't. But then you, you started to come. You started to stay. Uh, what was that? What was the mindset? What was the thoughts? What was the impetus behind like saying, hey, I want to start attending this weekly? Uh, well, the thought wasn't that I wanted to attend this weekly um, or anything. Um, but I kind of felt like I needed to in a way. Um, so I really didn't want to. <laughs> and there were some other Christian groups on Old Space that I started going into as well. But this one, like, I didn't want to come, but it was like taking crack or something because it was kind of like I developed an addiction to going to this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Christian age would be like, oh, I felt called to come, but or something. Um, people would say, oh, it's the Holy Spirit calling you or whatever. But I don't know. It just felt like a bit of an addiction to attending once I came a few times. Yeah, yeah but, no, no, that makes sense to me. I think sometimes we can't put a finger um, on it. And maybe later on we can kind of unpack what what is happening or what has happened. Um, and so yeah, you started to come. But was there anything like in particular, like the, the community, the message, or maybe there was multiple things that you said? I don't know why I wanted to come, but what, what maybe we can dive into. Maybe there was a couple of things that really stood out in your mind. Like what made you come back the second time? So before you got addicted, like crack. What? <laughs> do you think was the motivation for that return even just the first return so i i think for a while i was still in the same kind of playful mindset but a lot of it was just playing really that's what it felt even when it progressed to you know standing behind and greeting people as the feature queen of how that was still play <laughs> was that so fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. So, um, so for those that are listening, so in our church at the time in Alt Space, you would spawn outside of this building. There's a little pathway that walked inside the the church building. There were some doors there, and then right as you walked in, to the right was like a welcome desk type of thing. And if I my memory serves me correctly, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Alice. That's like that's where you would stand and greet people, or maybe it was at the door. But either way. I don't know if I mentioned this already, but my I think maybe at the intro, but uh, my wife, Carrie, uh, just kind of zoomed out because a lot, a lot of times in the metaverse, 
uh, it's just normal to us. The, the oddities of Rec Room, VRChat, Altspace, the names, the avatars, the, the world, you know, it's the world bids, it's all normal to us. But sometimes when you zoom out and put your glasses on from the perspective of someone that's never seen that and they're looking at these images, it is odd. It is it is unusual. And so Carrie had a zoom out moment. It was very normal for for Carrie to walk in, see the future Queen of Hell greeter, and then walk into church. Like it didn't, she didn't think anything of it. But in that moment, she zoomed out and it was like, oh, this is very strange and very odd that people would probably find off-putting. But for us, it's very normal. Um, and it's funny to me. I, didn't, I don't think I knew that, that you're still trying to <laughs> troll, troll a little bit by just greeting people under that name. I think that's fantastic. Not not necessarily troll troll, but you know, be be playful. Playful, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the sort of that transition moment, um, where it was a slow transition. It wasn't like one and click, saying one day I want to do this. It was kind of volunteering before realizing what I was doing. Yeah, mm, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Not troll troll, because that's that's all. When yeah. You, when you give the term troll, that's a different level of things that yeah. we face in VR chat. Even Christian yeah. trolls have been more of the issue lately, which that could be a whole other podcast. Because we, I think we're going to do a podcast about trolls, uh, people who disrupt. But now there's like a level of Christian trolls, which is uh, probably even more disturbing than your regular trolls uh, with the homophobia, misogyny that comes with that. We'll, we'll slot that in as an episode um, for next time, for, for another time. Um, um, so Alice, so you started attending various churches. I saw you popping into Jate Live um, on Twitch. Um, uh, Jate is like a, a Twitch pastor, for lack of better words. Um, he uh, with Jate Live, and then VR Church, and then some other of our uh, VR Church friends and, and network and connections. Um, and then you started to just kind of like go from the playful to actually just attending and. What was going on in your mind? What was going on in your spirit? Did you feel like you were spiritually growing? Did you, or what was this happening in your life during that point? You know, like I can't remember. <laughs> to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think I do remember going into Jake's stream, and he was actually one of the first places I went to. One of the first places I had a discussion. These kinds of types of discussions. I think it was before I even found VR Church, and the one of the first times oh, I went into VR Church was when he was teaching in there. So it was about around ah, the same time. Very interesting. And he was also somebody that, instead of like banning or blocking, actually just ended up having a conversation. Yeah. And it was, yeah, and found some kind of common ground that was about vegetarianism and. Why are you vegetarian and all that? So yeah. that's where we found the common ground. And Again, getting to know yeah. each other, having a conversation. Yeah. Just uh, some fundamental lost arts, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's interesting. And then um, and then you started attending. You started. Yeah. Uh, you got baptized. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That was um, with Cornerstone when I was. Uh, so I used to go to Cornerstone almost every week. I don't at the moment. A thing in itself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a. Was, that baptism was in Altspace, right? That was in Rec Room. Oh, it was it in was... Rec Room. Oh, that yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh no, so no, it's... I do remember that. Sorry, you yeah, my apologies. That? Yeah, I do yeah. remember that the baptism. Yeah. Room. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and I, and I love mm -hmm. that. And so, um, and so to the point that 
you came in, you were trolling, but not trolling, play, being playful, uh, started, you know, coming to church. It was an addiction. It was like mm-hmm. crack. You, you know, you're growing, <laughs> you're, you're connecting. And I love that. And here's what I love about the metaverse. Um, let me just hit this point here for Alice. Uh, my observation, Alina and Coldus, is in the physical church, like you're only allowed to attend one church. You're only allowed to attend, you know, church A on Sunday morning, and you have to commit to that. What I love about Alice's experience as an observer, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, whatever, whatever, is that she was allowed to attend multiple churches, um, you know, VR Church, Cornerstone, Jit Live, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I think that speaks to the powerful freedom that the metaverse can bring to an individual. I think it's a, the, that eclectic experience was important, as, in my observation, for Alice to go experience all these things instead of having an attitude that you can only attend here. Um, I think that would have been detrimental if any of us, I, I don't know if other churches had this, by the way, but at least at VR church level, where we were like, yeah, you can come here and yeah, go attend over there and volunteer over there and volunteer over here. I couldn't have done it at any physical church I was a part of. I couldn't volunteer at two churches. Um, I couldn't volunteer at three churches, right? There's just no way... Uh, that that would that would be allowed to happen. So uh, I think that's a whole other topic to get to get in on. Did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I actually I often forget that is the case. But uh, you are absolutely right. Or maybe it's even worse because because uh, here in Spain at least, you know, you are supposed to go to the church in your town. In big cities, we can usually choose, so it's okay or whatever. But uh, if you're from a little town and there is only one single church, you're supposed to go to that one. You are not even like allowed to go to the next town or whatever. You are not supposed to be doing that. So that is even worse. <laughs> yeah, and it's so ingrained that you don't even think or talk about it. It's just assumed that you attend this yeah. one. You commit to this one. And that's fine if somebody wants to do that. Like this is my church is when I go to this. I'm exclusive to this. But I don't know that um, Christ intended that exclusive attitude when it comes to the gathering of the community. And I think many people would benefit by having the freedom to do whatever they need to do, go wherever they needed to go. Um, And so, I don't know. Alice, what do you think about that? Because that's something... Yeah. I don't know. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Because... uh, Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) I think the sharing of resources and working together and the way that's been well the way that's gone about in the metaverse has been a really positive experience just yeah even when there's because they're they're all different places um and they'll have very minor differences and beliefs and differences in how they run things but what's great is that everyone's able to come together under the same core values and share resources and things like that and I mean and be kind to one another as different groups of people that's intertwining communities whereas in I think in real life what I see from the outside is just a lot of competition over each other and maybe a lot of fighting yeah Mm. but yeah competition and fighting absolutely yeah um, so, and this again, every time we do a podcast, I have like three or four podcasts that come out of my brain as we're talking about it. Cause I would love to get into what's the current state of the collaboration of the metaverse church. Cause early metaverse, you know, with a handful of us in there was a high collaboration, a high collaborative spirit. Um, 
even across different uh, belief systems. I think now it seems like, and I could be wrong, by the way, it seems to be less collaborative. I think uh, particularly as we, you know, uh, like a community like ours dives deeper into inclusivity, um, into an affirming um, expression of faith. And um, I think that's probably created some divides and kind of bring in the, the physical divides that are ever present denominationally, uh, theologically, I think they're starting to manifest itself in the metaverse, particularly as more churches come in. And um, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, just watching that happen, kind of be sad about it, but also noticing that the metaverse resists that a little bit because it's a vibe or an attitude that doesn't stick very well in the metaverse because it's a different environment. And so um, anyways, that's a whole other podcast and to theorize and uh, delve into, but fascinating to think about um, the growth of Alice is spirituality was based on collaborative spiritual experiences to separate churches and the freedom for her to be a part of that. I think uh, one of the pastors uh, respectfully contacted me. It was like, Hey, Alice is, I think, and I don't remember the specific um, and it, maybe it wasn't even Alice, but someone is getting baptized. Somebody wants to volunteer at our church. And so for me, I was like, oh, I, I've been a metaverse church pastor for a long time. I haven't been a physical church pastor. I don't even think about that. But them as a physical church, having a metaverse campus, like physical church, you couldn't, you'd have to ask the the physical church pastor at a different location for permission. You just couldn't do that. And so out of respect, he asked me, but uh, quickly, I, I just said, hey, man, you don't need to ask, but thank you for asking. People can go where they need to go. They can volunteer where they need to volunteer at. And we shouldn't set limits on individuals. We need to set them free to go to go pursue God, to, to pursue their faith, and not as churches and as leaders creating limits and rules around that. That's detrimental to one's uh, spirituality. So anyways, uh, that's a rabbit hole to go down to. Um, I, I just I had a conversation, um, I don't know, maybe yesterday, a couple of days ago, um, with a person who wanted to talk with me because they had um, family members who were not happy about them coming to VR church. Um, and not even because they had anything specifically against us. They don't really know anything about us. But because of that, you only one church thing. Um, so the family members are like, um, don't volunteer there. You've got to volunteer at your local church, MLK, ML, whatever, um, at your local church. Um, always back to this local church. Um, they didn't believe you could do both, um, that it had to be only one and to go to another was somehow, um, taking away from the first, from the first one. Um, when we see, obviously, it's not a taking away situation, but um, a combining situation. And this person told me, which just was amazing. They said there are parts of their faith that they feel are strengthened best at this other physical church they go to. He said, but then there is are these whole other aspects of my faith that I don't get it all over there. And it's very important um, to my faith. And I get them here at VR Church. So they go and serve at both. I don't know if they know they ser he serves with us um, at the physical church. I don't know if they know that. But I do know it upsets the family that he's. 
Yeah, utilizing I'm, two places for yeah, I imagine if it's up to the family, it probably would be wise for them not to tell the physical church uh, just because I could see them creating uh, a reaction, right? Yeah. Because even in 2023, Metaverse churches are still reviewed as an outcast, um, an enigma, heretical. Um, it's wild to see that. And so I think uh, fervor, or uh, is that the right word, or excitement for the Metaverse, and the Metaverse churches died down. But then Apple has in introduced their headset, which is not necessarily VR, but just the idea of spatial ex computing experiences. And so I think that that energy will rise back up again. Um, but anyways, I'm going off on a little technological side trail. But to go back to what you were saying, Alina, yeah, I think that that's important. I think that's a valuable lesson is that wherever we, as we're on our spiritual journey between us and God, we need to interact with the things that is going to help us grow for us. Um, because each church, each ministry, each leader, we express ourselves in different ways. We're not all the same, and we shouldn't be. If we are, that's a big problem. And I think that's where denominationalism falls into like some cultic um, aspects. And so for an individual to, hey, I need to watch this person on YouTube. I need to attend this physical church. I like this part about the metaverse. Whatever you need to do to grow spiritually, to go in your faith, whatever you're drawn to, man, do that. And if there's any attitude, physical or metaverse or otherwise, that would say you can and you can't do this, that's a big red flag. Because now you're getting way, I think that you're getting in the way of possibly what God and the Spirit wants them to do. And maybe there's an aspect about this particular ministry that's going to help this particular person for a particular reason. And so um, I think the the church should be a collect, eclectic, diverse, unique. And I love when, when it is. I love seeing, I was driving one time down, in, let me just go down a little rabbit hole here. I was driving one time down in Texas and I saw a cowboy church out in the distance. And that was the name. And there was pickup trucks and there was like a rodeo there and I'm sure people going in with, you know, with their uh, cowboy hats and man, that was cool. I'm not going to go to a cowboy church, but man, I bet you a cowboy working, you know, the horses, that's, he's going to be drawn to that, the vibe, the attitude, the spirit. There's a biker church where bikers go to rolling up in their Harleys, you know, coming in with their leather jackets. And, and so I think, um, the, I heard a pastor say the best churches are yet to come. And I love that. And we need, I think the same pastor said, all oh, we need all we need different types of churches to reach all types of people. And I think that's great too. Biker churches, cowboy churches, uh, stained glass, organ, very uh, like uh, orthodoxal, um, you know, uh, you know, very formal. And then the, the concert, the smoke, you know, the small church, the big church, the metaverse church, you know, all of that. I think all of it's needed. I think it's all of it's good. Uh, and to say this is church, this is not church. This is the way it should be done. This is not the way it should be done. It's frankly cultic thinking. And so the, di the eclectic and diverse nature of the church in all its forms and fashions is beautiful. It's not heretical just because it doesn't look like yours. And when we talk to an individual and where we want God's um, power, his love and his power to be manifested in an individual's life, and if we limit it by saying you can only, then we're already off on the wrong foot in that person's spiritual journey so anyways thank you for letting me go down that rabbit hole and thank Appreciate you for it. alice for sharing that very important aspect of um of faith that can get overlooked that i that utilizing all the different aspects and from different places and the importance and the 
efficacy that it has in growing not only your faith, but certainly um, the faith of many, many people. Um, thank you for. Yeah. And I should stop talking because mm -hmm. we're interviewing. We're not interviewing DJ. We're interviewing Alice. Mm. And I'm <laughs> but uh, well, we can interview you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That'd be, a, be, let's be add easier that to on the my memory. List. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, so, Alice, no, I think that's unique. So, you got to experience uh, different things and the good and the bad because there, there's no perfect place and there's no perfect leader. So, you're experiencing the, you know, what it is. Um, and then um, you really started to volunteer at a deeper level. So, it, it went from like playful trolling to, you know, attending to getting baptized. And now it's like, you're just going to the level of really getting into volunteering. And so what drew you to that? Uh, what did you like about that? Why the commitment to that? Because I'm sure you're very busy as well. And so, yeah, let me know your thoughts as you dive deeper into the church experience. Um, I don't know, just your thoughts about that. Um, well, I think it was just something, let's start off with. It was actually Mr. Walton, you know, who encouraged me to go into your world building team um and that's the first time i knew i was volunteering volunteering while knowing it rather than like accidental um so was, yeah the first the first intentional one he encouraged me to um and it was more of a place where i was like oh i don't really think i'm very good at this this but he was yeah he was more of like yeah i know i know you can do it and when i got into it i found that as much as it was me giving my time and everything, um, I was getting a lot out of it. I was really growing in terms of relationships. Um, Alina there, she's very good at giving like spiritual advice. <laughs> she, she's like quite a good counselor in a way, <laughs> or pastor, yeah. She's just got that gift. So she helped me grow a lot while I was doing world building with her and, um, yeah, people people come and people go through the volunteer teams that we've had and you know all of those people together is has helped me grow as a person even though my intention wasn't for me to grow but for me to give the time into creating these spaces but that's, well, yeah, I, no that's I, I love that and um you what people don't realize, might not realize about VR Church is our sermons are world uh, building based. So what that means is we don't just like give a sermon from a stage about, you know, Matthew chapter one, let's say the birth, the birth of Christ and say the nativity. Uh, we just, we don't have slides. We don't have a stage sermon. What we do is we recreate that in the metaverse. Uh, we walk into the stable where Jesus or the manger where Jesus is born. We uh, travel the road to Bethlehem. And those things are created by the World Build Team, led by Alina and Alice. And you create all these experiences. So we don't just hear about the story. We don't read about it. We experience it. We walk through it as if we were there. And so really, what also people might not realize is a new sermon format has been born. In the history of the church, this is the first time we're experiencing sermons this way. It's really unique, very, very new, not recognized. Perhaps church history will come back and, and mark this, you know, mark this as a unique situation where just like the radio or the print or the tele television beforehand, when those mediums were used to communicate spiritual truths in unique ways, uh, at some point there'll be recognition about, wow, look at those 
that church with those builders built really unique experiences to uh, experience the scriptures, to deliver sermons in ways that we haven't seen before in, in history. And so I think that's going to be unique. And I think the work that you guys um, and gals do as the World Build team is phenomenal. Some of these, all of them are great. And some of them are just unbelievable, just beautiful, just like, what is this? And so um, I think it's unique and special. And you have very talented, you, you all do a very good job uh, with creating that. A lot of thought, effort, um, excellence, detail, thinking through unique little experiences that, you know, uh, not quirky in a bad sense, just like quirky in a sense of, oh, we're in a, we're in laying in the grave. We, uh, you know, uh, we're now we're getting, we're rising back up as avatars, right? So all these really unique situations that the church has never seen, the world has never seen before. Maybe one day they'll, they'll get to experience it and recognize it. I know we're not looking for recognition and that's not the point. But I think it's just more of a historical recognition that this is happening, and it's very unique, very special. And you, you, and you do, and Alice, you do a phenomenal job with the world building, and it's not just the beauty, it's the creativity behind it. And I think that's unique and special as well. Um, so thank you for that. I, I have to, I'm sorry, continue, yeah. Alice, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna, well, it's it's something that really speaks to me when I go in and experience the space as well, not necessarily from a world build perspective, but from a viewer perspective, when I go in and experience the spaces while the sermon is happening and the teaching, because I'm not very good at reading, so I can't just pick up a Bible and read it. Well, I can, but I'm not going to get as much out of it. And I'm not very good at just listening to somebody babble on while sitting, sitting in their seat, but experiencing kind of the world in these interactive places really just enhances everything and I think that's been one of the core parts of my learning and why I've stuck with VR Church because it's so unique in that way. Nobody else that I know does it like this. So Yeah, Melina, just, you're gonna say something? Yeah, first of all, I was just gonna just second you when you just said um how truly this isn't just to be nice, um, Alice, you are extraordinarily gifted um, artistically, and it definitely comes out in these world builds. Um, but I also wanted to say that how cool is this, that, that when you started volunteering, you started um, volunteering because you wanted to give. You wanted to give something to the church. You wanted to give something to the people. But in turn, you also received, surprise, I received so much and have grown so much in, um, in my faith and my relationships. Um, and I just wanted to um, just kind of draw attention back to that because um, there's no better way to do exactly that, to grow in your faith and grow in your relationships than to volunteer at the church. Um, through volunteering, you spend a lot more time in small, intimate groups, um, it, which just helps, you know, foster and, and grow those relationships as well as your, as well as your faith. Um, and then even so building, building takes it one step further um, and it helps uh, significantly to grow your understanding into what scripture is saying. Because like you said, it's not just about like reading it or hearing it once or reading it once, but you spend a significant period of time um, understanding it, spending the time to really grasp what it's trying to share so that you can 
show that um, understanding in a physical artistic way, right? So if you don't spend any time understanding it, who knows what you're going to build, but, um, but you do, but we do as a team, it's a fabulous, fabulous opportunity to learn um, and grow in, in your faith, uh, scriptural knowledge and relationships. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, I think it's, I think it's a beautiful story, and I think someone needs to write a book on it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I know that's, I, I, I think sometimes, particularly if you're just hearing a podcast like this for the first time, it sounds pretentious. It, maybe it sounds arrogant, but man, it's really not even about that. It's not about the recognition. It's just about recognizing like uh, something unique and that's never been done before and just highlighting that and documenting that and presenting that to the world, whether the, the world can take with it and do with it what it wants, but just to join the you know, the annals of history to say, this is what happened. And this is the, the reason that's important to at least have a notable uh, recognition of it. Um, so we're not here for the accolades or the uh, praise, but um, it is unique and special. So um, Alice, so uh, looking into the future, uh, we kind of went into the past, we kind of went into the present. Uh, you're active with world building. Um, and by the way, this is kind of delve into that just for just a couple of minutes. Uh, what's it like to be a world builder? Um, tell us the process. Give us a little behind the scenes. You get the scripture, you check it out, you read through it, or, or you tell us what, what's it like from A to Z? Let's say, uh, another chapter of the Bible is coming up that needs to be built. What's the process like? Well, the best thing is you just kind of read through it and try and understand what it's saying and you pick out ways where you could kind of illustrate it. So um, think about the context it's kind of set in, in the place, and where would this be? So, um, and kind of try and imagine what the people writing it would be seeing and then create that or what that might look like. And then you can kind of pick out things that are maybe symbolisms or things that would illustrate what it's saying or communicate it in a way that's different to just reading it and then kind of try and create those things and then think about it being interactive, ways to engage people. Um, so like the first big part is just kind of planning all that, just making sure it all fits and flows together. Because uh, that's one of the harder parts of making it all fit and flow. And then... After that, it's just making the things to go in there, pretty much. And then, uh, so you guys get together as a build team each week to, to talk about it? Is that kind of one of the ways you prepare? Um. Yeah, so we, we talk in a room and create at the same time. I tend to start it all off at the moment, but um, we'll be handing that baton to Alina or somebody when I, when I go off away for a bit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You're on your big trip to the to the Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've given us some starting terrains and things like that, but you know, so it's, 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 that's it. <laughs> so it's not like uh, let's say like when we create a movie, you do a storyboard, and in the storyboard, you know, you uh, there's no storyboarding. You kind of have an idea, read through it, and then you just start building it. Is that kind of like your storyboarding and building at the same time, um, or do you draw it out beforehand? Yes, yeah, so sometimes we write down like a sequence of events or a sequence of things on a whiteboard 
and then write out what do we need to build for these sequence of events. Um, so instead of a flat storyboard, it um, there are sequences in the storyboard kind of thing, but they might not be in order in terms of where they are placed in the world because sometimes, as you might notice, um, in scripture, you go back and forth to a lot of places or you jump around and one minute you're in one place and then all of a sudden you're in another or somebody has a dream or something's different. So it's a bit like that, but less linear and there's a, a bit more working out, I suppose. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think it's, uh, I haven't been to many, but it's fun to pop in. The occasional times I've been there just to see the process uh, behind the scenes. And uh, one thing, and maybe it's as normal to you guys, it feels seamless, right? So you have, you're sketching it out, you're talking about it, maybe you're you're uh, dividing the work up, but it feels like a cohesive experience. Or is that your kind of artistic eye overseeing the whole thing, Alina and Alice, that as you're building this all is making sense and you don't just go from a jarring transition from this to what, you know, what is happening here next to the next um like, I don't even know how that works, to be honest. Yeah, it's smooth unless I make people jump through the ground. And... <laughs> yeah, is that... yeah for, for drastic, dramatic changes, there's tricks, essentially, um, uh, okay. to get you to a whole other destination, like jumping through the ground into what appears to be a whole new world. Um, yeah, there's tricks to this, the seamlessness of it. Um, and some builds are definitely easier than others in that respect. Vidge Evangelism helps progressive leaders of spiritual communities share hope, healing, and light online through digital ministry consulting, website building, and education. Visit digivangelism.org slash vrchurch to learn more. Churchblock.io is providing blockchain solutions for the church. Visit churchblock.io to learn more. Welcome back. I want to thank our sponsors, Digivangelism and ChurchBlock.io. Thanks for your sponsorship uh, for the Future of the Church is the Metaverse podcast. And so uh, as we land the plane, so to speak, um, Alice, we just wanted to get your final thoughts about the church. Uh, anything really. Um, Coldest, I think you might have a final thought or two. Alina, feel free, if you will. I think I've said all I needed to say, So, uh, which is I'm just uh, really appreciative of you, Alice, and as the future queen of hell is now the future queen of heaven. And so I think it's a beautiful thing. But Alice, any, uh, well, Alice, let's leave your thoughts for last. Uh, Lena or Coldest, any final thoughts before we head out? Yeah, yeah, I do. So the thing is, so I think Alice and I think myself, and I think you mentioned uh, Matthew earlier, we all came and, you know, I, I know more people from the church uh, who who all came from a place, you know, which a place where we were, you know, disliking um, Christianity or religion, you know. But, you know, at least the, the, the three of us, at least uh, Arius and, and me and, and Matthew, managed to find something different and something interesting and something worth of our time in VR church or, you know, or in, in any other metaverse church or whatever. So it's like a, a super beautiful thought to know we are doing something different and we are, at least I get the feeling, right? Uh, 
I, I feel we are um, straying away from the, the things we all dislike <laughs> about Christianity because there are some, some bad things and those are, are still there. Uh, those have uh, changed shape a lot uh, with the time, but they are still there in a, in a way or, or, or another, right? But we are doing something different and that is beautiful. And I think uh, the same thing could be also said about other metaverse churches and of course in, of another physical churches as well. They are not all, all, all of the same. That is the whole point, right? <laughs> but um, but yeah, it feels really good. That is I love great. That. that is amazing. I need to chew on that even more. <laughs> it's so cool because like you said, it's because um, you know you're doing something different because you see the fruit of it right? It's this unique fruit. It's, I don't know what's a unique, the star, star, starfish fruit. I don't know. Some unique fruit. Um, the unique fruit that, that doesn't normally grow in other forms of church, right? Um, you get a bunch of apples and a bunch of bananas and a bunch of, I don't know, whatever um but then you're seeing this unique fruit growing in this um in this uh um what's it called this um environment i guess would be a good thing so you see this unique fruit growing in this environment and and because of that you know for sure that something different is happening because we're we're growing some unique fruit here and it is very beautiful i couldn't agree more and also I think it would be say it would be fair to say we were hating on some like corrupt you know church leaders, and now at least yeah I think now we are the ones getting hate from these kind of guys and of course we are gonna get some hate from these kind of guys because you know we are like the bodies for them. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, if you get haters, is... you're doing something something good. Yeah, yeah we have a few, to, no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, Alice, any any final thoughts for you before we head out? Um, no, you sure it's because you guys just had things so well. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's it's been a great ride, um, with with you and other places in the metaverse, you know, and hope for the great road to continue. Beautiful. <laughs> Don't know where it's gonna go, but that's great. Yeah, where is the sailboat going next? We'll find out. And I'm glad you guys. I'm glad to have you on the boat, and it's gonna be a fun adventure, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. And for those that are listening. Uh, you might might attend a physical church, a digital church, virtual church, a metaverse church, but swing by some time to check out the church um, that Alice builds, uh, is, or I know many people build it, but that, hel- that Alice helps organize in a rec room. Come check it out. Be amazed. Uh, meet Alice. Say hello. Um, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, as many people are when they come to visit VR Church and to visit rec room, and I think you'll enjoy it a lot. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Lena is waving her hand. What you got? 
Okay. Um, so um, this is what I wanted to close with too. And, and Alice, maybe you'll just share what, how this made you feel. Um, one of the most, uh, speaking of fruitfulness again. So one of the people who from the get-go blocked you, treated you horribly, was super judgmental, future queen of hell, you're out of here. Um, um, a few years later in, in the service that you were helping me teach, this person stood up in front of the whole church um, on the little megaphone and apologized to you. And you can hear in his voice the deep grief of his actions, um, the regret. And he said, I am so, 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 so sorry for treating you the way I did when I first met you. And it's so cool to watch. Some people think metaverse churches aren't real they can't really make a difference they can't it's play it doesn't make any difference in 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 the reality of who you are but we see this evidence in this person that through his time and and the metaverse churches um his heart has grown in this most beautiful way alice how did you tell us what you felt in that moment when he did that when he apologized to you well it was, it was a good thing obviously um i'm i'm not gonna say it is in such like a beautiful way as you do but um that's a good thing and i'm more like there's no hard feelings there or anything like that and that one even before he apologized i didn't really have any hard feelings but it's it's a good thing to see how they've grown to a way which they can recognize that, you know, their way of thinking they're being wrong. Because, you know, they're they're an old dog. <laughs> I know who you're talking about, but I'd be fair to say there's a perception that, you know, older people, once you get to a certain where you're stuck in your ways and you can't change, you can't grow, you're like an, a rock that can't be shaped at all. But, you know, people still can grow no matter how old they are no matter who they are in the mm -hmm. metaverse and we're kind of not ageist <laughs> in that way right um, but That's yeah, really just, yeah I love that well thank you Alina thank you Alice thank you Coldest and thanks to thanks to everyone listening uh, we will be back with the future of the church is the metaverse we'll see you soon you gonna see success in me you ain't seen the I just wanna be the best at what I know Better than the rest, just watch me grow Put me to the test and watch me go This is my quest, I'ma make it known